This is Bad Attitudes. Hello, friends and strangers, and welcome to another episode of Bad Attitudes, an uninspiring podcast about disability. I'm your host, Laura. We're back with another episode written ahead of Christmas. It's also another episode about Doctor Who, so yay for time travel! This week's supporter shout-out goes to Jennifer Kellogg. Thank you for your support. If you're interested in supporting the podcast, be sure to check out the coffee page at ko-fi.com slash badattitudespod. You can subscribe to one of seven membership tiers for special perks like bonus episodes and the opportunity to guest on an episode. Tiers start at just $2 per month, and your support helps keep the pod running. If subscribing isn't for you, you can also make one-time donations through coffee, and each donation will be shouted out in a future episode. But there is no pressure to subscribe or donate. Sharing and interacting with the podcast is incredibly helpful. The best way to grow the podcast and our community is through word of mouth. So if you like this episode, be sure to share it with your friends. Leaving a rating or review on your favorite podcast platform also really helps me out. For questions, comments, or ideas, email badattitudespod at gmail.com or reach out through social media. Follow at badattitudespod on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and now TikTok. As always, I want to remind you that disability is not a monolith. My experience as a disabled person is going to be different from the experiences of other disabled people. I am one voice for the disabled community, but I am not the only voice. November 2023 marked the 60th anniversary of Doctor Who. To celebrate, the show released three specials featuring former Doctor and Companion David Tennant and Catherine Tate before introducing the newest Doctor, Shurigawa. As I write, I have recently watched the first of those three specials, The Star Beast. In the special, we meet the 14th Doctor, played by Tennant, and are reintroduced to an old favorite, Donna Noble, Tate, as well as Donna's husband, Sean, and her mother, Sylvia. We are also introduced to a new character, Donna and Sean's daughter, Rose. I could go into a blow-by-blow of the episode, but that's not really what I want to talk about. What I'm here to talk about is representation. Doctor Who has always been a progressive show, and it has always been political. A lot of the fandom seems to forget that, and a lot of complaining has happened about the show becoming woke. Sorry to disappoint you, but Doctor Who has been woke for 60 years. A lot is being made of the trans representation in the Star Beast, both positively and negatively. I'm not interested in focusing on the negativity. Suffice it to say that some pockets of the Hooniverse can be quite toxic, and I try to avoid them whenever I can. Rose is a trans teenager portrayed by trans actress Yasmin Finney. Prior to the episode airing, we knew that Rose's actress was trans, but it was unclear whether the character would be as well. Now we know. It is important to note that at the end of her original run, 
Donna Noble lost her memories of the Doctor and their adventures together. It was necessary to save her life, and if she ever regained those memories, she would die. This was circumvented quite neatly through the existence of her daughter. The dangerous power in Donna's head was diluted by being passed on to Rose, and they were able to extract the danger and leave Donna with her memories. Why? Because the Doctor is both male and female. The Doctor is non-binary. I just reread that paragraph, and I realized that if you didn't watch the episode or any other episodes, it makes absolutely no sense. It's one of those things you have to experience to understand. But trust me when I say, it was beautiful. That was the climax of the episode. Earlier in the episode, we see Rose being taunted by boys from her school who are calling her by her dead name and referring to her with male pronouns. And Donna steps up in the way any parent to a trans child should. She tells her daughter, I would burn down the world for you, darling. What neither of them know at that point is, Donna actually could. A little later, Rose scolds the doctor for presuming the pronouns of the episode's alien, the Meep, brilliantly voiced by Miriam Margolis. And unlike many men afflicted by transphobia and toxic masculinity, the doctor takes it in stride. It is worthwhile to mention that Tennant is the father to a non-binary child and is a staunch supporter of trans rights. I saw it succinctly put in a social media post. The doctor said trans lives matter. Russell T. Davies said trans lives matter. They looked right in the camera and said trans lives matter. I think it's also important to mention, since Doctor Who is a BBC property, the BBC's news division has faced a lot of criticism for its handling of stories about the trans community and its representation of that community. Now, the trans representation is great, and I fully support it, but this isn't a podcast about trans issues. This is a podcast about disability issues. Not enough attention is being given to the amazing disability representation seen in the Starbeast in the form of Shirley Ann Bingham, played by Ruth Madley. Madley has spina bifida and uses a wheelchair, which means so does Shirley. In the show, Shirley is scientific advisor number 56 at UNIT, the military organization investigating paranormal and extraterrestrial threats to Earth. UNIT has been a part of the show since the 1960s and once declared the Doctor as President of Earth. Shirley is introduced in a building where a spaceship has apparently crashed and is being investigated by UNIT soldiers. She enters the scene and is giving orders to a soldier about what to look for when they breach the ship. A woman in a wheelchair is giving orders to a soldier. Can you understand what a big deal this is? No one questions her. No one underestimates her capabilities. A soldier even apologizes for lack of accessibility to investigate the ship. To which Shirley says, don't make me the problem. Badass. That's going on a t-shirt for sure. Even the doctor, quite possibly one of the most supremely intelligent beings in the universe, totally accepts Shirley's authority. If only. Of course, it's probably that supreme intelligence that allows the doctor to accept her authority. And she has a fucking weaponized 
wheelchair. Her wheelchair has dart guns and a rocket launcher. A rocket launcher. Yes, hello, BBC. Could you put me in touch with the Doctor Who production team in regards to my own weaponized wheelchair? Great, thanks. I don't think I've been this excited by a disabled character since I saw Barbara Gordon use an armrest as a weapon on Titans. And then there's the TARDIS. The wonderful, beautiful, bigger on the inside TARDIS. For the uninitiated, anytime the Doctor undergoes a regeneration, the TARDIS undergoes its own regeneration of sorts, revamping the existing spaces and even occasionally adding new ones. This only applies to the interior. A faulty chameleon circuit is to blame, think, for the iconic blue police box. At the end of the Starbies, the Doctor and Donna are set to go on one last little trip for old time's sake, when we see the new interior of the TARDIS for the first time since Jodie Whittaker regenerated into David Tennant. I was so happily distracted by the Doctor running around the set like a giddy child that I didn't even notice at first. This TARDIS interior has no stairs. All ramps as far as the eye can see. A truly accessible vehicle for all of time and space. Now, I've always believed the TARDIS to be accessible, or at the very least it could make itself so when need be. But to see it fully confirmed in this way was something. Call it breathtaking. Call it magical. All I know is that the episode, between the nostalgia of the Doctor and Donna being together again, and the truly quality disability representation, and the way the show stood up for the trans people, the episode filled me up. I laughed and I cried. Honestly, I don't think I've ever gotten through an episode of Doctor Who without shedding at least a couple of tears. As of writing, I've only seen The Star Beast. The remaining two specials haven't been released yet, but I definitely want more Shirley and Bingham, even beyond the specials, into the new regular season in 2024. I want a disabled companion on the TARDIS. And I'll be honest, if the show keeps up this level of quality representation, this might be on the way to becoming a disability and Doctor Who podcast. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you in the next.